Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our bodies, brains, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn more about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor and I am joined here with my fantastic co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hi, everyone. I missed you so much since the last time we spoke. Yeah, well, and here we are back again. I know. Yay. So I'm going to lead you all in a little breathing exercise so you can get really present to everything that we're talking about in the podcast and really have everything absorb into your being so it can affect your health in the best possible way. So obviously, if you are driving, keep your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road. But if it's available to you, put your feet on the ground, hands on your heart and your eyes closed, and we'll take three deep breaths together. Take a deep breath in through your nose and exhale out your mouth and inhale, exhale and inhale and exhale and may our time together be everything that you need and so it is. And so it is. I always feel so much more relaxed after we do that. (laughs) I know, I do too. It's such a great way to start the episodes and to just come back into my body and uh, out of all of those thoughts in the head that can be so distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Lately, I've had a lot, especially since everything that's like going on, I've been in my head more than I normally am. Yeah, I know. So... For all of you out there, we're recording this episode on, what is it, December 23rd. And just a few hours ago, Fish announced the postponement of New Year's Eve. And a lot of other bands are doing the same. Umphreys canceled theirs. Lettuce canceled theirs. Do you know of any other bands? Those are the three that I've seen today. I think that, yeah, I'm not sure if I know there's more, but I can't think of any offhand. Yeah, it's not just live music that's being affected either. There's Yeah, Broadway shows. Mm-hmm. The Rockettes had to cancel the rest of their season. Yep, sports teams are questioning cancellations. Yeah. And even just like on a more micro level, like gatherings that even like smaller New Year's Eve parties that have been planned or travel to go see family. It's like everybody's kind of, again, in this place of really not knowing what's the best decision. And that's such a difficult place to be. And of course, we weigh those decisions in our heads and we can get all tripped up by all of the options because we don't know what the future is going to hold and we don't know what might happen. All we can do is do our best. From what you were saying, how so many things have gotten canceled. And this is a three-part series. And part one has already aired. And people talked about what live music means to them. And everybody was like, it is my life. It is like, I'm alive because of it. This Mm -hmm. is like how I've survived so many hard things in my life. And here it is like being taken away again. It feels like it's going to be for like a shorter amount of time, but it's still it's like the feelings of what that felt like for it to be taken away indefinitely when we didn't know when it would be back Mm -hmm. was really hard. And I think that's why this episode is also going to be so interesting because we talk about what it was like for your mental health for live music to come back. And so I think that's going to be really interesting to hear, especially in the place where we're all at right now. Yes, agreed. I know it's very it's. It is very interesting. We did those 
interviews back in the summer and that we're really focusing now in these three episodes. And here we are like in a time of cancellations and not really knowing what the future is going to hold. You know, the one thing that really helps me to feel hopeful about the future is just all of everything that people said about what live music means to them, which is what our last episode, episode 35, what live music means was focused on and just how many people said that it was part of their survival. And I know that if it is part of just a super small sample size of musicians and live music fans survival, it's not going away for very long. We are going to do whatever we can to make sure that it happens in whatever way we can have it happen. So that really allows me to be hopeful and just knowing that this is a short period of time that we have to get through. And, you know, we've been here before and we can get through it again. So, yeah. Yeah, we can do it. We'll be okay. (laughs) We will. We will. And in the meantime, we have these episodes and all of the other episodes that we have aired, the 35 episodes before this one, that offer the opportunities to begin to think about live music in a different way and also the opportunity to connect with all the feels that come with the live music experience. And as I've said in previous episodes, when we can feel those feels, our body doesn't actually know that we're not experiencing it in real life. So it's like a little bit of medicine to get us through until we can be back at the real thing. Yeah. So that means that if you're not able to go to a live music show, it could be really beneficial to your health and well-being to put on some music and dance, or if there's any live streams that are happening, watch the live streams, but make it a priority to listen to the shows that you've been to or your favorite band and just dance around because like Leah said, your body doesn't know the difference of whether you're actually like at the live show or you're listening at home. So it's really important to do that. Yeah, it is. Yes. And connect to all the feels that you would be feeling if you're there in person. And that will be helpful to your mental health, which is what this episode is all about. So in this episode, we ask the same people that we had in our last episode, the question, what impact has the return of live music had on your mental health? So Tara Lee, do you remember when live music started coming back and how that impacted your mental health? Yeah, actually, it was really interesting because I missed it so much when I didn't have it. But then when it started coming back and coming back with gusto, it was actually really overwhelming because I never in my life had a time where I didn't have to make any choices because there were no choices to make. So it went from making no choices to having five different choices of what to do in a night. And also I wasn't having to make plans for anything. And all of a sudden I was like having to think about the future and make future plans. And it was actually really difficult. Mm hmm. But then when I actually was at the live music experience, all of that melted away and it was like the best thing ever. And it was so great for my mental health. And really, like, I didn't realize that I was in such a funk until I went to the shows and felt back to how I was feeling before. And then I was like, oh, wow, I actually was really unhappy. I just didn't realize it. Yeah. Our bodies do what they need to do to allow us to cope through things, right? So by you not even realizing that you were unhappy at the time, it's that's a coping mechanism, right? You were getting through yeah. because there wasn't any way that you were able to, I mean, maybe you could have experienced that level of bliss or happiness or whatever it might be that you were feeling when or freedom that you felt while you were at live music. But that makes a lot of sense. And I love that you brought up the like the difficulties in that transition, because certainly there is still 
There's still negative aspects of our mental health that are being pushed by live music, not knowing whether things are going to get canceled or, I mean, every time we go out into a crowd of people, we're putting ourselves at risk of getting sick. And that's just a fact of the world that we live in right now. So there are definitely things that can increase stress, can increase anxiety about live music. Yeah, absolutely. But then it's like when it's here, it's like all of it is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like every single thing is worth it when it's here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The way that I noticed that it really impacted my mental health is by reminding me of the way that things can be. <laughs> because it's like there's so much negativity out in life and there's so much stress and there's so much anxiety and there's so much divisiveness. And when I'm at a live music show, like none of that exists in my world at that time. It's like in those moments at that time, everything is right with the world. I feel that happiness surging through my body. I feel that love. I feel that togetherness. I feel that connection with other people, with myself. I feel that alignment. I'm not stuck in my head thinking about things. I am just feeling all of the feels in my body. And sometimes those are not happy emotions, but just things like grief that I need to process that have been building up over the last two years of my existence. And live music allows all of that to just flow in a way that feels so good. And it's kind of like one of the themes that came out in our last episode was you know, feeling all of those feels and how when we go to live music, we have this sense of harmony that we can connect with. And so that's really part of how it affects my mental health is that remembering that that's possible. Because in my everyday life, when I look around, it doesn't always feel possible. Yeah. And you all, you know, I'm going to bring up my favorite word that you taught me, but the self-other merging. Like when you're Mm -hmm. there, that's why you don't feel the divisiveness. And that's why you feel the love because we're all in this together when we're at the show and we're dancing to our favorite music and we're all into that vibration of that music. And like we're all there for the same reason. So whether you're feeling sad, happy, grieving, joyous, bliss, whatever it is, it's like we're all in this together and feeling so many feels and it's so powerful and so amazing and so healing and so important. That's right. And we will all get back there, hopefully in a way that we don't have the stress and the anxiety that we have to worry about right now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that will be really, really nice. Well, let's hear what our interviewees had to say about how the return of live music has affected their mental health. Yay, I'm so excited. All right, here we go. First up, we've got Brett Wilson from Roots of Creation. Um, Interesting question. So since live music has come back, I've noticed some interesting things. I got first, I thought the world was falling like Chicken Little and it was going to explode and I was going to go bankrupt. Then I got comfortable with the live streaming and seeing my children at night and the online merch store and all of that stuff. And then got thrust back into adapting back into the thing that I missed, but then realized that there were a lot of stressors involved with the traveling and, and stuff like that. So I'm slowly adapting back into it, not in like a thousand percent, but like trying to integrate the stuff we created during COVID and the talking to fans that are all over the world that we didn't have before through the live streams. So it's helped my mental health to have it come back, 
but I realized that I need to have some better amount of balance than I had prior because I enjoyed being around my children and having that. So I have them with me here today. So that's part of the balance, bringing them. Yeah, I love that point so much. I feel like so many people learn this is their boundaries and what they actually need in life and really sticking to them because before our Mm -hmm. lives were just like happening and happening and happening and maybe even just Mm -hmm. it was taking a toll. And so when it all stopped and it came back, you were like, how do I want to experience this now? And so many people changed. And it sounds like that's exactly what Brett was talking about here. Yeah, it allowed like a little pause to kind of reevaluate what's important, a forced pause. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, he realized how much he actually enjoyed being with his family and his children. And he, just like we were just saying, went through that phase of getting comfortable being at home and not traveling and not doing all the things. And then, of course, the stress that comes with jumping back into that, which as a musician is going to be a lot different than a fan who, you know, we have a choice as to whether we book the show or go and see it in person or just watch the live stream or how we interact with that as a musician. It's like that's that's their livelihood and feeling like he's going to be broke if he doesn't do it. Plus, as we know from the last episode too, it's a part of survival. So not having that happen can feel like there's a piece of a person missing. All right. Well, let's see what our next person has to say. Yeah. So next we have Sonia Jefferson and Tom Papp, and they are the magical support team that is supporting Neighbor. So live music coming back has been huge. I, myself, and Tom, we're both extroverts. And and when we were stuck at home, watching a webcast isn't just the same thing. Because again, I talked about that sense of community and you just couldn't feel that coming through the screen. In 2021, I think this is like my, I don't even know, maybe close to 80th show that I've seen this year so far. And we've managed to do them all safely. And it means the world to be able to go out and do what we love. Coming back when we were like watching streams at home and everything of music that we loved, it's the feeling was there, but it just wasn't expressed the same way that we're usually like used to it. But being in the Northeast, we were able to like see so many more shows when it came down to it with COVID and everything being outside and having our own spaces that we were able to do certain shows. So it came back a little faster for us, which was a great thing. But we were able to show that to so many other people and bring people from other states even to come see what we were doing there. Yeah, it seems for them, they're people that are supporting another band. And so it was like, they did all that they could to keep the music alive, which I think is so cool. And so they even though when it was like streams and all of that, they were keeping the music alive. But it sounds like for them, when it came back, it was just like, oh, yes, like, this is why we have been keeping it alive. And now it's like, bam, like fireworks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really is another level to be able to experience it live in person. I mean, the streams are amazing and thank goodness for them so that the artists could continue to create and we could continue to connect with each other through the chats and with them too. And I'm super grateful that that's an option and still remains an option for people who don't feel safe going out to live music. And it really is all about weighing the risks versus the benefits at this point. Right. And so if somebody feels like the risks of going out into a crowd and to see live music outweighs the benefits that they would receive, then streaming is a great option to be able to still find that sense of community and to be able to receive the music from the people that they love and still support them. So I love that that's an option. And I also totally agree 
that the live experience is just, there's nothing that can ever fully replace it. Yeah, I actually saw a neighbor in Vermont, and I can't even remember what town it was in now, but it was the first time I had ever seen Mm -hmm. them. And something happened that just couldn't possibly happen in a live stream. But there's this one like beautiful song, Richard James was singing it. And everybody that is like, part of the neighbor community, the neighborhood. (laughs) I don't know if they call it that, but um, all had their arms around each other and were swaying. And it was just like the amount of love and compassion and everything that was happening from these people and the band, like it was this really magical moment. Mm. And that was one of those times where I was like, yes, this is the difference. (laughs) So I'm like really grateful that streams exist. They're really important. And I'm so glad that is part of our scene now for people that can't get out to live shows. Mm -hmm. But if you are able to, that was such a magical, incredible moment that will be like in my being for the rest of Mm -hmm. my life. Yes. And that's the beauty of experiences. We cannot have those ever taken away from us. Yeah. And I can't remember every single experience I've had at live music, but like I remember that one and it was really great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what the next person has to say. Next up, we've got Dave, who is the man behind the Adirondack Music Festival, where all of these interviews took place. Well, most of them, except for the ones that Leah got. (laughs) Oh, boy. It's so good for the mental health. But the funny thing is, we came out swinging after having nothing for the past year and a half, and Mother Nature swung right back. We did 12 shows, and it rained for nine of them. And it was great. It was really good. Mental health is awesome. It is a big release, finally, after having been cooped up for 18 months. And being able to do stuff again is a very big release and is really good for the mental health. I love what he said about, like, it rained nine of them, but, like, we were excited. And I can totally back that up is that like I think I started not that I was like taking it for granted but if it was like raining I let it kind of like rain on my parade Mm -hmm. and once it came back I was like I don't care if it's like sleeting sideways on my face like this is the best thing ever (laughs) so it was like your mental health is just like I need this so bad I don't care if I'm uncomfortable I'm like still gonna be so happy Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna let it bother me at all yeah so true and I loved what he said about the release because yeah. I think that that is a reason why a lot of us go to live music. It Whether we see it once a week or once a month or three times a week or every day when things are actually available to be seen every day, it is such a release and it is a way to release the stress of our day. In my research on live music, I interviewed a couple of people who work in, in healthcare and the way that they were able to be their best selves at their job was because they went to go see live music. There was one woman in particular who was a nurse and she worked in oncology and she talked about just the stress and the heaviness of her job and how at live music she actually does this thing where she does a shocker cleanse and she's just kind of created it for herself. But she, as she's dancing, she imagines all of her chakras being cleansed And she releases anything that she doesn't need to hold anymore. And I feel like all of us just had so much pent up stress and energy and grief and all of these things that we really needed to let go of. And that's the beauty of especially moving to live music. And I know that not everybody that goes to see live music dances, but I'm so grateful that in our community, it's accepted that you just move and you shake and you dance and you 
be as crazy as you possibly can because yeah. <laughs> because we need that. And it's like, if we think of this as our religion, that's like our way of worshiping, right? It's like how we move our arms freely and we move our heads. And even if it is just moving your head, you're still letting go of that tension and that stress that's been locked up in your neck and head. And that's really important. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and it's like so many of us throughout the pandemic talked about walking and how important walking was. And walking is a really great stress reliever. And I do, I walk daily sometimes multiple times a day. But like live music, because it comes with the renewing feels and it's with other people, is just like a step above, maybe a couple steps above walking as a release and as a mental health intervention. Yeah, I totally agree. I was like dipping in the frozen cold lake, which I'm going to be doing all of January again of this mm -hmm. year. And that was the same. And it was with a group of people. So it felt like that the anticipation of the show, because all day I was like, I'm going to go in the lake. And then I was meeting with the people and we're like, oh my gosh, we're all going to go in the lake. And then we go in the lake and we're just like, because <sighs> you're so cold. There's like, you can't think of anything else and you're just totally present just like a show and then you're like okay and you run out of the <laughs> lake and then you're like woo we did it mm -hmm. so it definitely is like not at the same level but it's like a, like you said for walking it's like a step below but that definitely like got me through mm -hmm. it was something I never knew that I needed or like I don't like being cold I was just talking about I hated when it's like sideways hail hitting mm -hmm. your face like I hate being cold but yet like this really helped mm -hmm. me so it's important to find those releases. And so I'm so grateful that we have live music to be able to do that. And like Dave said, it's like when it came back, we were all like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even know I had all this stuff that I needed to mm -hmm. release. Or maybe you were like, I do know that I have all this stuff I need to release and I'm letting it go. Yeah. Like either way, it just like got out. Absolutely. All right, let's get to our next person. So next up, we have Eric Gould from Pink Talking Fish and Marble Eyes. Amazing, insane chaotic and beautiful i can elaborate <laughs> that's my quick answer what's great is it started as a trickle in and then turned into a whirlwind and throughout the whole thing it's really every bit of it the energy of how it's gone it really has been a roller coaster because there's the joy of coming back and doing it and then but there's also the daunting nature of are we all ready for it is this actually the right thing to do to move forward and for the long term? Are we doing this right in the long term or are we jumping the gun in the short term? And there's that energy. And then you see how there's cases that rise and that makes everybody or there's a, an event that where it's spread. It's made it into the walls or even into the outdoor thing. And all of a sudden you hear about that or band members who have gotten it. And all of a sudden it creates it creates fear. It creates chaos and that's been such a negative on something that we love so much but when I get on stage and it's just time to do it and that's just blinders on for the moment of that of what we're doing in that zone and everything else can wait and that's been awesome too I've been also fortunate that I started a band a new band over the pandemic and got very inspired off of the new group and have written over 50 originals, new original songs with this group over the past year. So inspiration's been flowing 
for me throughout this whole entire time in certain ways like it never has before. So it's pretty awesome. Oh my gosh, there's so much there. But I just wanted to say how lucky Eric is because this is like a survival mechanism of your brain when you are in a really stressful situation where you feel like your life is in danger, your creative area of your brain will shut down so you can put all your energy into surviving. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of artists have expressed to me that they wanted to be able to create. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've been home and like have the time to do it, but I just like can't Mm -hmm. do it. And so he is so lucky that he didn't have that and he was able to like create a new band and have the inspiration flow. And that's really cool. But there's also the both sides of it that not everyone experienced Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, thanks for pointing that out. He also was kind of talking about things like we were talking in the beginning, right, about how there's still this level of stress. And even now in January 2022, we still don't know, is this the right thing to be doing? Is this not? It's very clear how much we all need live music. And I think as long as we can do it as safely as possible, then people can choose to go and people who are not ready are not going to go. But also talking about how, yes, there's that level of stress and kind of chaoticness. But as soon as he steps out on stage, like all of that melts away. And it's just what's happening in the moment. And that's what we were saying too, as audience members and people that are receiving the live music, it's all worth it for that time that music is on. And I'm just so grateful that we can have it and that we have found ways to be as safe as possible. I know we're so freaking lucky. Yeah. Even though like it could feel very unlucky, like especially now we just got all these like announcements of shows being canceled, but we're just so lucky. And it's okay to be sad. Absolutely. Yes. So you can feel that gratitude and you can feel that sadness and also hopefully feel that hope that the future will be brighter and there will be days where we don't have to deal with this level of stress and anxiety when it comes to going out to live music. Yeah. It's so hard when you're like in the moment, you feel like it's going to be like that way forever, but it won't be. We're not scientists, but we know and we promise. (laughs) Come back and hold me to that. Yeah. And that's how we have to work with our thoughts when they start spiraling out on, oh my God, I'm never going to get to do this again, or I'm never going to be able to make plans because they're always going to be canceled and I'm going to have all of this disappointment in my life. It's so important to remind yourself and ourselves that this will not last forever, that we're just in this space and time right now where things are unpredictable and chaotic and we can get through it. We'll be okay. We will. And we all have each other. And that's the important part. And so who are we going to hear from next? I'm jumping out of my skin excited. Yeah, well, looks like up next, we have Annie in the water. Woo! I love that (laughs) band. So with live music back, it's been so beneficial for my mental health. And it's funny because I don't think maybe some realized how important it was right off, but I myself did not and to have that back the first time in or late 2020 was just so important to be at this point now it's like even better it's starting to feel much more normal yeah it's been kind of stressful for me to be honest i just i'm just so used to playing so much and it just feels good to play again and i just hope everybody just like stays safe out there and takes care of one another it's another reason why i like the scene i totally agree the scene definitely takes care of each other and I think that's like the more rewarding part that we get to experience now that we're playing shows all together is that you get to see how people respond like such a wonderful thing for me. If I have the ability to check it out, you see how the crowd is and you see kind of where they're at 
and then at the end of the show, you d- it's just an elevated excitement. And it's, it's like, how do you quantize that? How do you measure that? How do you absolutely build some sort of framework for how that is measurable? And that's kind of the thing that's so interesting about music is that there's so many different multidimensional forms of expression is that you get to have people elevating their experience. So whether there's it's just a really positive response, and I think we can tell that a lot of things that we're experiencing right now as a collective, it's, it's dense. It's a fear dichotomy. So there's, there's a lot of different elements. I don't mean to get too deep into it, but you can tell that when the music is done and we're together now and we're performing music, doing it safely, doing it coherently and respectfully, there is a genuine, absolute, thorough appreciation for what happens. And you can see the absolute enjoyment that people have. And it's measurable in an emotional standpoint, an observative standpoint. And that's what's so really wonderful to see. So something, I mean, this was, they only touched upon this. One of them was the stress of it all, Mm -hmm. of coming back. And that is something that we just have to remember is like these musicians that are bringing us the thing that we love so much are actually like feeling stress and anxiety around coming back when they were able to just be home all the time. And so I'm so grateful that there's organizations like Backline backline.care for musicians to be able to get support. And we did a whole episode on that with Hallie and Kendall Mm -hmm. of Backline. And so you can give that one a listen, but it's not something to just like pretend isn't existing that our musicians are stressed of Mm -hmm. coming back to do the thing that they love most also comes with stress and sacrifice and all of these things. And their mental health is suffering a little bit. It's true. And like I was saying before, it's like they don't have the opportunity to say, oh, I'm going to set out shows for the next couple of months until I feel safe going into a crowd. They That's their livelihood. That's what they do. That's their identity. And of course, getting back into that is a huge part of mental health. But like you were saying, there is stress and anxiety that comes with that because it is a risk. And gosh, all of the uncertainty that comes with booking shows and then not being able to carry those things through. Actually, one of my really good friends is a manager of a a large band in our scene, and they decided not to do any New Year's shows because they could foresee the unpredictability of this time. And they just didn't want to have to go through the stress that everybody is going through right now, having to cancel shows. Yeah. There's that. And then also I was supposed to be a performer as part of the dab sessions with Tom Marshall and the Chase Brothers and Mono Neon and John Majeski. And they put all this planning. I was going to be a clown with a couple of other people. And we were like having costumes made and hair and makeup and like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff that they were putting so much into the show. Mm -hmm. And then it's just not happening now. It's going to happen in April. But I mean, well, we guess we don't know that, Mm -hmm. but it's not happening now. And that's like the disappointment. Like I was just a performer. I'm not the person that organized the whole thing and put like so much into it. I just can't imagine disappointment of it not happening. I know there's so much emotions that are attached to this. It's like the disappointment that we feel, but then also the disappointment that others are going to feel towards us if we're the ones making these really tough decisions. Yeah, like I am upset that I had a really cool outfit for New Year's (laughs) that I can't wear. And that's like nothing compared to the people that are like fish made a whole New Year stunt, whatever that was. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure they were so excited to be able to like, show that to us and they can't. Yeah. And so I totally understand because I'm sad that I can't wear my outfit on New Year's, but they also are sad that they can't show their whole thing. And that's, oh, man, that's got to be so difficult. Yeah. And it's all valid. Yeah. And important to feel. 
Yeah, I just made a post about feeling the feels that we've talked about before about the importance of feeling the emotion and then releasing the emotion and then shifting into a new, more desirable emotion. And so often we like skip over the first two and just really want to shift or numb or feel something different than all of that disappointment and that frustration and that grief and everything else that comes up in difficult circumstances. But the feeling, as we've talked about in prior episodes, is so important to our mental health, our emotional health, and our physical health. And then being able to release that, whether it's through dance or journaling or creating art or crying or screaming or pounding a pillow, however it is, shaking, but feel, release, and shift. So important. Yes. So next up, we have Jeff Mord, who is a radio host. I thought for a hot second that, oh, this is kind of great. I don't have to be out every night. I don't have to be tired in the morning and go to work uh, without focus because I was out super late at night. And I was like, oh, maybe this is the new good norm. And then started watching virtual shows and stuff like that and being to bed at 8 p.m. And that sucked. So being back out with live music and missing sleep and being unfocused because I had an incredible night the night before, that's amazing. That's rock and roll. Oh, my gosh. I love him so much. That answer was amazing. (laughs) That makes me so happy. How many of you out there can relate to that? I know that I can because there's definitely been times where I would like been like, oh, maybe I'll stay in where I'd like I ebb and flow in both of them, like where I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh, my gosh, I need to have more balance to. I don't know when this is going to be like, I'm so excited that this is back and I'm going to like stay and do all the things. So I like I totally understand like everybody. (laughs) I guess that's my Mm -hmm. the Gemini in me is I'm like both. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, though. I can totally relate to that. I mean, I have to when live music is flowing, I like to have a balance. I can't be tired and unfocused every night of the week. And that's why and We talked about this in a previous episode. I don't remember which one, but finding the sweet spot in your Mm -hmm. live music consumption. And for me, what it was pre-pandemic was like once every two weeks. That was the sweet spot for me. And I know a lot of people who like to go out five nights a week or once a week or maybe even once a month. Yeah, or once a year. Yeah, it really is so about that balance. But I think it's so funny that for him, he realized what he thought was good for his mental health with going to bed early and and hanging out at home and being more internal, actually, he realized was was not what he really needed. So that just shows how different everybody is, right? Yep. And how important it is to listen to your body, because that's the guide that's going to tell you what is right for you. Yeah. So all your friends might be like, you get sleep when you're dead, go to all the shows. And you're like, ah, now I'm like exhausted and sad and have anxiety. Then that's not for you. Or you could be the person where people are like, you need to have more balance and you should stay home and go to bed at eight. And you're like, no, I need to go out. So like only you know what's right for you and you need to follow that. Yeah. All right. Let's see who's next. All right. So next up, we've got someone who I really love, and her name is Alexandra Dempsey from Tour Wife, Tour Life. And let's hear what she has to say. The return to live music has been so amazing for my mental health. It was definitely really hard being locked in the house for a year. And my husband is a live musician, so it's been great for him as well. Both of us getting back 
on the scene and just doing what we love every day. And it's so great to be able to hug people again, wearing masks, of course. Yes, I love that she mentioned hugs because when we were all in lockdown, I mean, I had my pod people and we would hug each other, but I, it was just like a couple of people hugging each other over and over again. But I miss just like running up to a random stranger and hugging them. And so I know that there's science behind like what makes a hug so important. And I'm pretty sure you know why that is. So would you be willing to share? Yeah. One thing that I can say happens when we hug each other is that oxytocin is released into our brains and into our bodies. And oxytocin is considered the bonding hormone. It's what is released in breastfeeding. Uh Uh, So it actually helps the mom and the infant really bond to each other, which is an important part of survival for a little baby. And it sends these good feelings throughout. So that same thing happens when we have any kind of physical touch with another person. And actually, it can even happen when we touch ourselves in a loving way. So I know that there are a lot of people that weren't getting hugs from anybody because maybe they lived alone and they were more susceptible. And so they just they weren't seeing anybody. And that was really can be really detrimental to a person's survival. Honestly, like a failure to thrive is a disease that happens in babies when they don't receive love and nurturance. And that's just a little kind of example of why we need touch from somebody else. And hugs are a great way to get them. And I love hugs so much, too. I know, me too. I'm looking forward to when we are together in real life and I can give you the biggest (laughs) hug ever. I know, that's going to be so fun. Yay. And all of you out there, too. I'm so excited to hug all of you, too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's hear what Alexandria's husband, Ryan Dempsey, has to say about what mental health means or what live music means for his mental health. And Ryan is from the band Twiddle. It's helped incredibly. I think I put up a meme on Facebook or something and it was Snoopy looking all depressed on his doghouse. And it's like true happiness will not return until live music is back. And it's kind of true. And sitting in your house and being quarantined and all that stuff gave me a good long time to reflect on music and how I used to probably take it for granted sometimes because we do it all the time and I'm like never again will I take playing on stage in front of people for granted ever again and every day is a blessing when you can play with people and play for people so yeah. This reminds me of actually I'm not going to get the quote exactly right but Trey Anastasio when he was arrested and he wasn't able to play and Fish broke up and everything happened and he wasn't able to play music anymore. Mm -hmm. He talks about how before that he talked about how like he doesn't ever want to play YEM ever again and then (laughs) after that he was like I want to play YEM every day I'm not quoting him correctly at all Mm -hmm. but how he was just so grateful and that he can't believe that he ever said something like that Mm -hmm. and that he would play YEM every day for the rest of his life if he can because he's so lucky that he gets to do that and it sounds like that's like what happened with Ryan too Mm -hmm. because you can take it for granted when it's just like happening all the time but when it's taken away you're just like oh my gosh, that actually is the most important thing to me ever. Yeah, it really helps to shift perspective. And I also loved how he talked about the Snoopy quote and how true happiness, (laughs) we we wouldn't be able to feel true happiness until live music is back again. And that just reminds me, it goes back to the research that showed that live music allows people to find that sense of harmony. And harmony can mean different things to different people. There's not like really a specific definition of harmony, except that everything is right in the world. And 
And however, whatever, if that's happiness to somebody or that's harmony to another person or it's love or it's connection or it's bliss or whatever you might use to describe that, I, I really feel like we're all talking about the same thing with that. And it is, it's like the sense of, because it, it is out of the ordinary, something that we don't experience usually in everyday life to the same degree. It allows us to know that it's possible. And when we know that it's possible, then we can hopefully be able to experience it in smaller ways in our everyday life because we talk about this all the time. We can't see live music all the time and it wouldn't actually be beneficial to my mental health if I was always at a show because I wouldn't have balance in the rest of my life. But it's like having that place to release, to recharge, to renew, to feel compassion to other people and to feel just that. What kind of happiness did he say? <laughs> I can't remember what the first word that he used. I don't know the True happiness, anything. I think, is what it was. Yeah. Not just like a little bit happy, but heart exploding happiness. You know, that's a place that we can really feel. Yeah. He nailed it on the head. Yeah. All right. So next we're going to transition away from the Adirondack Independence Music Festival. And we're going oh to- Oh my gosh. We're going to travel. <laughs> we're going to time travel and physically travel across the country, right? Yeah. We're going to be on the West Coast now. So we're taking you guys Woo, on a little look trip. At you all. And we're going to have four interviews from- Buckle your seatbelt. <laughs> from fans. We can take our magic carpet ride. Oh yeah. That's way more fun. And you don't need a seatbelt for a magic carpet. <laughs> All right, here we go. So first up, we have live music fan Jackie, who lives in California. The way live music has impacted my mental health upon its return, I'd have to say it's had a joyous impact. It's a return to my happy place. It's a reunion with friends. We're not just getting our music back. We're reconnecting with our live music community in person again after so long. And it's it's wonderful. Okay, I'm like, I have tears in my eyes. Mm. That's so beautiful. That I mean, that's what makes it all worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a coming home and being with our family that we weren't able to see for so long. Yeah. And the return to the happy place. That's kind of what we've been talking about. It's like it's a happy place. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. We love you, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, we have Lauren, who I interviewed at the fan art show in Las Vegas during Fish's Halloween shows. Oh, it's been great. I haven't seen any concerts or live music or really been in spaces this big until this month, earlier in October. And it was very jarring at first. It felt weird and like almost like slightly uncomfortable because I've gotten so used to staying far away from people. Yeah. But now that I've gone to a couple shows this month, it's been really nice to ease back into it and just like reconnect with people you haven't seen in a long time. And it has definitely improved my mental health and made things feel easier than they have. Last year made everything feel very complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah, actually the first time that we heard that. It makes things feel easier. And that actually, so to bring in a little bit of research, that reminds me of some research that's been done on positive emotions. A woman named Barbara Fredrickson, who's a doctor, she, well, a PhD, she does a lot of research on positive emotions. And she has this theory called the broaden and build theory of positive emotions. And what that means is that when we have experiences where we 
can feel really intense positive emotions, it allows us to broaden and build our resources to be able to get through difficult circumstances. So I think that Lauren is kind of talking a little bit about that because she's able to use the positivity and the experiences that she has at live music to be able to, it helps make other things easier. Yeah. I mean, that makes so much sense to me because I've definitely experienced that before. And I love that she brought that up and that you know the reason why. That's why I love doing this podcast with you because it's so affirming of the things that we're feeling because you're like, oh, actually, this is why. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. I know it's great for me to like just kind of read about research that's being done in other fields. And I'm always looking at it from the lens of how does this relate to live music? (laughs) Everything does, I think. (laughs) It really does. It's kind of amazing. But yeah, for sure. Positive emotions, because as we've talked about in in this episode and also last episode, number 35, where we talked about the meaning of live music, like the positive emotions are just something that's extremely powerful because we're all feeling it together. All right. Well, let's hear from our next interviewee, which is going to be Aaron from Colorado. And this interview was done after the Dick's run in the evening. So it's not at the show. It's not super loud. But it was here late we go. in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Here's Aaron. Well, there are numerous sides to that coin. I have been enjoying going to a few live music things. I've done less than a handful. Um, and honestly, though, like it's amazing to be there. I wore KN95 mask the entire time. And it honestly like stresses me out mm-hmm. to see so many people gathered together not wearing masks. It was nice tonight. There were some people behind us mm-hmm. and to the side that did have them on. Mm-hmm. And so while it's amazing and beautiful and a release and like I needed that mm-hmm. and it felt great, mm-hmm. there was a stress mm-hmm. element there. Like, yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. So bringing in both sides that we have really heard depicted throughout this. It's like there is that stress, there is that anxiety, there is that fear of something that we can't see and we don't know where it is. And oh my gosh, how helpful it would be if we did, but we don't and we can't. And so we just have to do the best that we can. And and the other piece is, is that when we go into a large crowd of people, we're going to be around people who all have differing opinions about what the safest for them. And then we have to choose, am I okay with this? Do I need to move somewhere else? Do I need to leave? Do I just forget about it? It's like there can be a lot. And when we have those voices in our heads that can be so loud, it can be hard to drop into the experience of the music even. Yeah, it's so true. Because like she said, she was very uncomfortable because there were people without masks. Then there's people without masks that are so uncomfortable that people are wearing masks. And it's like Mm -hmm. everybody has a different, like you said, a different opinion on it. But Mm -hmm. we're all there for the music. Mm -hmm. And that even though there's that underlying uncomfortableness, it's still like, okay, well, this is happening. And we can either be freaking out about it the whole time, or we could just surrender to the moment because you're here. You chose to be here. Right. And there's still always a choice. Yeah. Like you could leave at any moment. 
Absolutely. If you're so, un- if it's creating so much anxiety, you can leave and there's nothing wrong with that at all. No, there's nothing wrong with it. You can move to the back. You could go outside the venue. You could take some time away and recenter yourself and then choose to come back and find a, a space that you feel safer. There's a lot of options. And that's the beauty is that we do have options. And yeah. we just have to really take a moment to tap into ourselves because there's a lot of other opinions that are floating around out there. And it can be easy to have all of those in our heads too, but to just take a couple of deep breaths, just like we do at the beginning of all of these episodes and to ask yourself, what do I need right now in this moment to feel as calm as I can so that I can and as calm and as safe? Because as we have said in so many of these episodes, it's that feeling of safety that allows us to really fully drop into the experience. Yeah. So if you don't feel safe, you're not going to have the peak experience that you would if you did feel safe. So you need to do whatever it is that you can so you could feel safe. Like even post pandemic world, like mm-hmm. there are so many things that could make you feel unsafe and you need to do whatever you can to feel safe and that it's okay and you're allowed to do that and there's nothing wrong with it and mm-hmm. you're doing the right thing for you. That's like, that's always the right thing. Yes. And we support you in that. Yes, we do. All right. Well, let's hear from our last interview. This is from Kevin, who is a man that Aaron and I met at the Dick show. We did not know him before. He was sitting beside us and was just like such a great person to connect with. So let's hear what he has to say. I'm excited because I loved him from the last one. (laughs) I'm excited what he has to say about this. So here we have Kevin. And just a heads up, this is during set break. So the background is a little bit loud. It's been amazing seeing what's going on with all these other bands, Dave Matthews and String Cheese and Humphreys and Widespread Panic. And they all went down this summer, but Fish didn't. Fish stayed on their feet. I think it's just testament to their organization, their company, and the fact that they made it through all summer. They made it through the South uh, early in their tour when the pandemic was raging. And here we are, Labor Day at Dick's, and ready for the last set of the tour. So it's been incredible. Yeah, They did it. Our boys did it. Yeah, and we did it. Didn't make it through New Year's, but that's okay. That was, I think, just as more of a precaution than a reaction. So sometimes we have to make tough decisions like that. So incredible was his word. It is incredible to mental health. I think that that encapsulates everything that we have talked about and everything that everybody has shared, just how important connecting to those positive feelings, returning to our home and our sense of harmony, rejoining with our live music family and how important all of that is to our mental health, which of course affects our emotional health and our physical health too. Yep. I agree with all of that. So (laughs) I hope that this episode has been enlightening and inspiring to you. It's not often that we really sit down and think about what does live music mean to my mental health and how does it affect that? So I hope that this, whether this is the first time you've actually thought about things in that way or you've been thinking about this a lot, it just is like an illumination of how important live music is and how important it is as a mental health intervention. So we would love to hear from you about how live music affects your mental health, whether it's the return of live music for the third time or the first time, or even before that, if, if you want to talk about it from that point too. Obviously with 
live music and mental health right now. There are, as Aaron said, two sides of that coin. There's the stress and the anxiety that comes along with it. But then also there's that sense of coming back home and being in the place that we love so much. So we would love for you to go to our Facebook group. It's called the Groove Therapy Podcast Community on Facebook. And we're going to post a little question as soon as this episode airs with a chance for you to share your thoughts about how live music affects your mental health. Yeah. And if you're grieving for the announcements that just happened we would love to support you so please post in there too and we will like help you out with that Mm -hmm. so let's talk about mental health it's so important if you haven't listened to the backline episode of our podcast then definitely go back and check that out as tara lee said it's with kendall and hallie which are two of the co-founders of backline which is supporting musicians and well actually anybody in the industry yeah all people in the music industry. That's right, with their mental health. And I'm going to tell you the episode number of that episode. It is in season two. It is episode 33, Backline for Mental Health with Kendall and Hallie. So check that out. Also, follow us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you find your podcast. Leave us a positive rating or review if you're really loving it. And even better, share this episode with somebody who might love live music too and might need a little reminder of how it affects their mental health. Or maybe you share it with somebody who has no idea about the fact that live music may have an impact on mental health. And you can say, hey, this is why I go to do this. Yeah, I think that's actually even more, not necessarily more important, but if you're listening to this, you probably are aware of mental health, live music affects your mental health. And so you can use this podcast to show all the people in your life, like how important it actually is. And yes, it is a luxury, but also it's not at the same time. It's like, as everyone said, it's like something that is part of their survival and what helps them survive and thrive in the world. So you could share this with them too. Like the non-believers, like share with them. That's even more magical, I would say. Like we want everyone who is speaking our language, but the people that aren't, if they can hear this and be like, oh my gosh, I get it now. That's like pretty incredible. Yeah. So definitely share this with at least one person and also follow us on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast. Yes. Yay. Well, I also, as we're talking about live music and mental health. And obviously, I'm really interested in both of those subjects and topics and have done a lot of education on mental health and work in the mental health field. I would love to share a resource with you that you can go to my website to get. It's called When the Lights Go Down. It's a guided meditation. And for anybody who is missing those live music feels or needs a little help to connect back to them, then you can do that through this guided meditation. And again, you can get that at my website, which is embodiedgroove.com. And there'll be a little pop-up that will say, hey, would you like to connect with the feels of live music? And you can say, yes, please. And that will be delivered to your inbox and you can have it whenever you need it. Sometimes we need a little help to get back there. And I love helping people to connect back. Yes. And you're so good at that. So I'm so grateful that you do that. And then I'm also leading a visioning workshop that is happening mid-January and I would love to have you there. So if you head over to my website, rockinglife.com and go to the contact me section and just say visioning, then I will send you the link to be able to join that workshop. That is awesome. I can't wait to be there myself. I did your visioning workshop last January and it was fantastic. 
Yay. Thank you. Yeah. You can see what you want to envision for yourself and bring into light in 2022. And it's a really great way to start the year and to see what it is that you really want, just like all these musicians talked about. So now that music is back or not back or whatever is happening, like what do you want to happen in your life? If you could see it, then you can start to plan for it. So I help Mm -hmm. you to see it so then you can make the plans to make it happen. Yes. All very important. Awesome. Well, and our next episode that is coming out in two weeks is going to conclude these series of three questions. And so next we're going to be talking about, well, we're actually going to be asking people to share a memorable experience that they have had with live music since the return. So I can't wait to hear about all of those. And we're going to do the same thing where we just kind of talk about what we hear and wrap it up all together. And so that should be really fun. So definitely stay tuned for that. And also yeah. we are a part of Osiris media. So check out the other really interesting musical podcasts at osirispod.com. I bet you can find something that's really cool. And yeah, check those out. Yeah. And we're going to be on actually two podcasts. Um, so you might want to check those out. Yeah. Can you help me? Yeah. The Lost Highway <laughs> is one of them. Yes. Oh, that was so much fun. It was really fun. I don't know when that's coming out yet, but we will definitely let you know. But check out The Lost Highway with Daniel Donato. He's a country singer in Nashville and a guitarist, and he's really awesome and just has so much cool things to say about live music and life and philosophy, and he's really cool. Yeah, he's so much fun and has so much energy, and you'll just like, they'll be just You'll just have a good time listening to him, we promise. Yeah. And then sometime coming up in January, we're also going to be on the Helping Friendly Pod from Osiris. So that's really exciting too. So check out those podcasts and anything else that catches your interest at OsirisPod.com. And we love you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your day, however that may be for you. And we will catch you in a couple of weeks or maybe even tomorrow or the next time you put on a Groove Therapy podcast. Yes, we love you so much. Thank you for being amazing. All right. Bye, everybody. 